Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Football Talk from the Yorkshire Post, where we will be discussing some of the latest talking points from the world of football with members of our football writing team. On this week's episode, we're joined by Chief Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Stuart Rayner, and Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Bill Wobshall, to discuss all of the latest developments affecting our local clubs. Don't forget, you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com as well as checking out our various Twitter feeds, the main one being at YP Sport. If you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football, or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. And if you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages, or email us directly with the subject matter as footballtalkpodcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. YorkshirePost.co.uk As mentioned earlier in the intro, this week we're joined by Chief Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Stuart Rayner, and Football Writer for the Yorkshire Post, Leon Wobshall. Good morning, guys. Morning. Hello. Right. Um, although the season is over, uh, as it stands, uh, there's still lots going on in the football uh, football world. Um, this week we'll be reviewing England's European Championship qualifying games, as well as the latest developments at Leeds, Huddersfield uh, and Sheffield Wednesday. Um, let's start with England, uh, and after a regulation 4-0 victory over Malta, uh, the three Lions met North Macedonia at Old Trafford. Um, after a frustrating first 25 minutes where England sort of lacked the creativity to get past a stubborn North Macedonia side, uh, the floodgates opened and they ran out 7-0 winners with a superb hat-trick from Bukayo Saka. Um, Stuart, what, what did you make of the performances? And surely we can start looking at booking our tickets for Germany next year. Yeah, I mean, I think um, England are just incredibly good at, at qualifying for tournaments at the moment. You know, it's 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 um, it's worth giving them credit for. I mean, you know, it was a in, in the end, it was a you know extremely comfortable win over North Macedonia. But um, when you sort of uh, took a step back. This is a this is a team that had beaten Italy and Germany recently. You know they weren't they weren't mugs, but they were they were certainly made to to look mugs by England. And and you know ma- major tournaments are, are another thing altogether. But when it comes to qualifying, England have just sort of hit on this formula whereby they they seem to not only be able to you know qualify for tournaments consistently, but but do so. You know, quite comfortably, as you said, that 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 first twenty-five minutes was a bit of a struggle against North Macedonia. I mean, they, you know, they were the better team, but actually, you know, creating goal-scoring chances was was proving difficult for them. But they're they're just very good at at, at you know wearing teams down, being patient, and then you know once once they get ahead, more often than not, op- opening the floodgates. And I mean, to be honest, in 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 some respects, some of the wins are so um, straightforward and comfortable as to almost be um, uninteresting, which, which isn't England's England's fault at all. But um, yeah, they're so they're so professional in 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 the way they go about it that there isn't much there isn't much jeopardy about it. And that, you know that was the case with both of those games. In terms of what they've learned, I mean, you know, modern websites, the fad is to learn five things from every match people watch. I think over the course of two matches, there wasn't much really major that that England learned. I think probably the only really big thing was that Trent Alexander Arnold is is probably worth a, a serious look as a as a central midfielder in in some of the bigger games to come. Uh, and who knows, Liverpool might uh, 
might help England out by uh, by doing that for them as well. Um, but other than that, I think it was mainly just just reinforcing what we what we knew about this England group, which is, as I say, that they are a, a very good team when it comes to the business of qualifying for major tournaments. Yeah, he just seems to be at the minute with England under Southgate. It's never really been a, a problem qualifying, is it? Really, it sort of reminds me a little bit of. You think that's the sort of Germany in the, the sort of eighties, nineties? You know, it, it was sort of taken as red, really, wasn't it? You know, qualifying for, for major competitions and you know teams who were Germany should be handsome. The lesser teams were you know summarily dispatched, and it's sort of looking to be the case now with England, isn't it? You know, a real, real strong performance in in the end. You know, ruthless in the in the finishing after they got over the first sort of 25 minutes or so. And, uh, yeah, a, a perfect way to end the um, footballing year. I mean, interesting for me that, you know, you look at the games in, in the autumn, you know, sometimes historically England have had a, the odd bump early season. Um, I think they've got to go to Ukraine, haven't they? Then they've got a friendly with, with, um, with, with Scotland. And that'll be interesting given, you know, the upturn, that's uh, happening at the start of their qualification north of the border. So that's I think they'll they'll be um, um, tougher fixtures and gauges of where England are at. But you wouldn't certainly back against them. And then and there's the October game against Italy, and um, I know there'll be a, a lot will be made of that when it comes along. And you can't remember the obviously England got the first win in Italy in God knows how long competitively when they won the start of the qualification. And I think, is it something like 77 when they they beat Italy in a, world, in a, in a sort of World Cup qualifier for major tournament? So it's been a long time between drinks in terms of getting a, a, a win in a sort of a tournament at home against them. So I'll be fascinated to see how England go in, in that regard. But we certainly wouldn't back against them, would you? I mean, you look at the embarrassment of riches, the, the Man City... Uh, creative play on Grealish and Foden on, on the bench on uh, on Monday. No Bellingham as well, and we've got another star in the making in Saka by the looks. Yeah, and and really, you you want have it essentially by beating Italy in the in the first game and then following it up with three more wins. England have already broken the back of qualification. Yeah. So from yeah. The, from this position, you want as many of those games as Leon was talking about as possible, just to really find out what some of these. Some of these people are, are made of, yeah, you know, it's, some, some of the players, you know, we know they're international class, but, you know, I mentioned Trent Alexander-Arnold. There's obviously the way John Stones' club position has changed. You might want to see how how good they are at different roles or, or different combinations. And, you know, exactly. And, you know, there's, there's still things to, to sort out, you know, still need to be clear and confident in who will step in if and when. You know the the injury everybody fears to Harry Kane was to come about. You know, you still want to be perhaps more comfortable in who John Stones' essential defensive partner is, given Harry Maguire's struggles. You know, next season, hopefully he'll get more football somewhere, but um, certainly he needs to be pushed. You know, I get I guess Jordan Pickford's a bit similar to Harry Kane in terms of his backup. So there's still there's still questions to answer and and things to things to discover but um yeah they they they're in 
they're in a they're in a pretty good place at the moment. I mean, Southgate described it after the match as a, as a sweet spot in terms of their sort of um, ability, their capacity to improve, and their hunger to do so after you know the disappointments of, of the last World Cup. And probably just worth saying as well in terms of um, in terms of one of our own, it was nice to see um, Calvin Phillips uh, finish off his season with a goal. It's obviously been a a difficult season for him personally. It's going to be an interesting one for him next year. Does he does he stay at Manchester City and hope that his patience paid off in the way that it did for players like um, Grealish and Laporte after sort of slow starts to life at, at City, or does he go elsewhere looking for more football? But you know, ni- nice to see him um, get the reward of, a, of his first international goal and uh, and you know a relief that there were no. Uh, there were no injuries picked up in those two games, which is obviously something that you're uh, always worried about. And uh, turning back to Yorkshire and the Championship, uh, the much-anticipated takeover of Leeds United by the San Francisco 49ers has gone through, uh, and the Whites have announced the appointment of Nick Hammond as interim football advisor. Um, There's still no announcement on a new manager, and two of the supposedly favoured choices have now gone elsewhere, with Brendan Rodgers rejoining Celtic and Adoni uh, Iriola. Uh, joining Bournemouth. Um, Stuart, any updates regarding the, the search for a new manager yet? Well, obviously, it's um, it's an ever-changing picture. Um, so things could have changed again by the, by the time people are listening to this. But yeah, all, all the time people are being scrubbed off the list. You know, there's a surprising amount of, of um, managerial churn at the moment, considering it is June and, uh, and players are, are due back in pre-season imminently. Um, but you know, as things stand, um, yeah, it seems like um, seems like interviews are being um, conducted as we speak. And the uh, front runners we're looking at: uh, Daniel Farr, Patrick Vieira, and Scott Parker. Um, Carlos Corbran's name has been mentioned, and there's a lot of logic in going for him. But it, it does seem that he's possibly further back in the queue. Those other three are out of work. He isn't, um, so that that could. Uh, that could certainly be a factor, but but Leeds just Leeds really need to crack on and get some certainty. I mean, I think it, albeit he's only an interim, I think it's um, good news that they've got Nicky Hammond on board, so they've just got that um, football experience to to bounce off. I think that'll be really important, not just in terms of recruiting players, but you know, advising them on where they go go with a coach, um, and they they just need to you know. Like most clubs who are who are relegated, they just need to to get towards some clarity as soon as possible. Who's the new man going to be? What sort of football are they going to play? Which players are actually going to be hanging around for it? And which what type of players do they do they need to bring in? And and really the fact that it even though it only took a couple of weeks, um, you know, you compare it to the sort of sagas we've seen at, at Sheffield United and 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 even Huddersfield Town to an extent. The fact that the, the, the takeover took a while to, to sort out and obviously the Premier League season finished about a month behind the, the championship season because of the World Cup, there's an, there's an urgency to get going. But the, I mean, the one good thing, as I've already alluded to, is there's quite a few clubs in the championship in a, in a bit of limbo at the moment um, because of managerial uncertainty. I think the fact they brought in Hammond, if you, you sort of look at the, especially the sort of first part of the, of the summer before you know Leeds get underway in in August, 
you know, that uh, that sort of appointment is going to be as big as anything, really, isn't it? Obviously, you know, there'll be players leaving who've got rele- relegation clauses. There'll be others who want to leave. There'll be, um, you know, as any team will get relegated, there'll be an over- overhaul. Find out who wants to be here, who wants to be sold. Um, fresh blood coming in. So, you know, it, it was imperative that they had somebody to come in with with that sort of experience and, you know, Hammond's uh, worked on the circuit for, for a number of years, got plenty of experience. So he'll be, he's, he's going to be an important figure, figure in the weeks and, and months ahead. So at least they've got that in place. Obviously, a new, new brooms come in. They're, um, you know, they're, they're taking the time. They had obviously Zoom meetings with candidates now. They're, um, by all accounts, it's face to face meetings in, in London. And it's, um, yeah, big, the first big decision for them, isn't it, really? And, you know, a fair bit's been made of, of the likes of um, Fark and, and Parker in the press and, and people talking about them. I quite like the look of, of Farker personally. You know, his, his sort of playing style, that sort of gag and pressing high energy. That wouldn't be a massive, um, you know, departure from, from the style that, that leads of, you know, you, you successfully at at championship level, obviously the first thing to say as well is he's, he's, he's certainly no Bielsa, but but who is? But he's got a good track record, hasn't he? He's been promoted twice with with uh, Norwich. He seems um, uh, a good, a personable guy that players buy into. You know, I think part part of the decision making as well. They're going to have to have a obviously a, you know an innovative, good coach who knows the level, but someone to lift the players as well. They've had a you know, the ones that remain, they're going to have a few scars. It's been a, you know, desperately tough season, you know, tough two seasons really, isn't it? If you think about the the year before when Leeds only just stayed up, you know, Farker would fit the bill in, in that respect. And, you know, Parker as well, I mean, his, his sort of game style seems to be more sort of possession-based really, but um, I know one or two, if you, you know, look at the social media, this and that, it doesn't seem that that many lead uh, supporters fancy him, but you've got to respect his record as well. He's been he's been promoted twice, hasn't he, at um, championship level with with Bournemouth and and Fulham, and um, that, that's no mean feat, is it? Yeah, and I, I think um, I think sort of further complicating things, um, whether this will be a factor or not, is that you've got you've got new names coming onto the market all, all of the time. You know, in the, in the past couple of days, we've seen we've seen Darren Moore and Gary O'Neill become available. Now, I'm not saying that either of those are, are candidates, but somebody, somebody could crop up at some stage and mm-hmm. it will be interesting to see if that if that has any bearing or if Leeds are sort of fixed on, on the candidates they've got. I, I suspect yeah. it would probably be better if they sort of shut all that out because, as I say, there's, there's a real urgency to, to, to get on. But I, I do think... I do think the style of play is is important, you know, as Leon alluded to, and, and I think I think it's I think it's about that intensity that 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 you mentioned there with regards to Daniel Clark. Just a, a style of play that that, that will Absolutely. really bring, yeah, really bring Ellen Road into into focus. I think that's got to be got to be a high priority. Um, so I can I can understand that, and, and you know. Clearly, um, obviously, Vieira is the exception in that in those three. But clearly, the the fact that people have been the course and distance and won promotion from the championship yeah. is, you know, is an important factor in their in their th- their thoughts as well. But as I say, more than anything, um, they just need speed. And you know, ho- hopefully, um, 
you know, by the time some people are listening listening to this, things will already have been resolved. But um, even though it's not been that long a process, it's felt like an absolute eternity yeah. for Leeds fans who are just waiting for some certainty. And uh, now we turn our attention to Huddersfield Town, who have announced that Neil Warnock will be staying for another year, accompanied by Ronnie Jepson as his assistant. Um, Jake Edwards has been appointed the new CEO uh, after he spent eight years as president of the United Soccer League uh, in the U- uh, in the United States. Um, they've also announced the departures of sporting director Lee Bromby and head of goalkeeping uh, Paul Clements. Um, is this all just part of the process of the club changing hands? And what, what do you make of Neil Warnock taking charge next season, Leon? Yeah, I mean, obviously we, we've spoken... Spoken at length before about Warnock, haven't we? You know, he, he as Stuart said, he did sort of, you know, take it to a brilliant achievement. Obviously, what he what he achieved in the final third of the, of the season, you know, remarkable. He's had some terrific, great escapes, and I, I think the one that um, the act of escapology at Huddersfield was the was the best of the lot. You know, he obviously said he do, doesn't want to work um, ten months a season, but he's had his. Had his arm arm twisted, and uh, he's he's going to be there for. Uh, you know, if I think it would be his final full season in management. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the more you sort of, I think, the more I think, think about it, it is a it is a pretty sensible appointment, even accounting for his age and and everything. When you when you look at it, you know, new owners, you know, coming into the club, there's going to be they're not going to be. It's fair to say they're not going to be spending millions and millions, and they'll be under. Um, a certain amount of financial parameters there, so you know this this first year is going to be all about um, stability, consolidation. You know, getting the feet under the table, if if you like, and and uh, I think Huddersfield as a as a club, I mean, they've had something like you know six managers in un, in under five years. They've um, you know if you take away the season when they got to the playoff final in um, twenty one twenty two, they've sort of been. I mean, relegation trouble, probably sort of four or five times in the last six seasons, and they just desperately need some some calm and order. And um, you know, bringing in Warnock for a, for a full season, not changing course with the manager, keeping you know, he managed to sort out the the, the dressing room, which was fragile after after the, uh, the market following a mirror. Managed to sort that out, get everybody on side. Everyone, you know, enjoying playing for the for the shirt again, and a clarity in how they played, and there was a real sort of, you know, happiness and and, and spirit and t- togetherness in that final part of the season. And so, if it, if it ain't sort of broke, um, don't fix it. They've obviously twisted Neil's arm to stay another year. Just give us another year, as um, calm the waters, as as, as Warnock said. And I think it sort of makes sense as well. New new owners coming in, they've got a lot to do. I went to um, the, the press the, the other week with, with Warnock and, and Jake Edwards. I mean, obviously Jake's background as a footballer in England, uh, playing in the lower divisions, but it's a, it's a fair few moons ago now. He's lived in the the States for the best part of a couple of, of decades. He's uh, obviously had a position there running the the USL. He's gone back into club football, but he's having you know he's come over to um be coming over to England. You know, in the spotlight at a, a new club, a hell of a lot to do. We, you know, we're speaking about establishing working relationships and, um, you know, sort of hinting that 
you know, always always not well behind the scenes there for parts of of last season and having to bring the club together, um, establish new ways of working and if he'd come in and then they'd be looking for a for a new manager straight away, you know, the clock ticking to the start of the season, the fact that they've got Warnock convinced him to stay another year with Ronnie Jepson, you know, they can take they they can take care of that side of it, can't they really? And so they've got rid of the sporting director as well in Lee, Lee Bromby. Remains to be seen if they, you know, bring in a bring in a replacement down the line. But yeah, you know, I think the bottom line, you know, is, is new new owners. I mean, it's, it's going to be ratified once the you know the football league have, have agreed to, to Nagel's takeover. There's just a few um, sort of hurdles to to cross before it's officially rubber stamped. I think it's something with it getting a clearance from the um, financial conduct authority, but nothing to worry about at all. It'll you know it'll be be over the line shortly. New owners hell of a lot to do. Let Neil concentrate on the on the football and the playing side of it, and they can. Um, well, it could be specifically Edwards. Really, he's going to be the the um, running the club day to day. He'll be um, you know looking doing all the stuff um, behind the scenes and. Um, and, and Neil looks after the playing side, so I think the more you think about it, it makes sense. Yeah, it, it, it's clarity more than anything else. You know, I think I think of of all the Yorkshire clubs we're going to talk about today, Huddersfield are probably the only one with any clarity at, at, at this stage. And I think I think that's in, that's that's can't be understated. You know, to have a football club that knows what it's doing and how it's going about it. <laughs> It sounds it sounds ridiculous, but actually that's going to be a big advantage in this season's championship because, you know, it feels like, as I alluded to earlier, so many clubs are still sort of feeling around for exactly what they're going to be and how how they're going to do it. I think I think that that league table might take you know longer than the rest to sort of properly take shape. But any club like Huddersfield, and, and obviously there's quite a few others in the division who have have that solid basis, you know, have a manager who was there last season can get themselves into a position. I mean, Huddersfield essentially want to get themselves into a position, maybe a bit like Rotherham did uh, last season, where they've, they've, they've got that sort of head start um, that, that just, just makes life a bit more comfortable. You know, and, I, 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 and it's, it's pleasing that Huddersfield, the excuses were there. You know, Kevin Nagel isn't officially uh, in charge yet. As Leon said, they have the excuse to wait and delay over these decisions as, as other clubs have, but no, Huddersfield have, Huddersfield have pressed ahead and done it. And I think another thing that's important, I think we mentioned on a previous podcast about how certainly I felt that they needed more coaching support around around Warnock to lighten the load. So it's really pleasing that they've acted quickly and got Carl Sarant and, and Ian Bennett in as well. Um, and yeah, they've got, they've got to be they've got to be cute about how they manage it. Warnock's got to be honest with himself. And with the club about what he can and can't do at any one time, but so long as they do that, and there's obviously the there's obviously the will to do things properly, um, I think that's I think that's a good start, you know. And I, I'm I'm sceptical whether he'll, whether he'll even be able to last the season, you know. Such is the such is the nature of, of championship management and so on and so forth. But it, you know. That that's that's to that's to be seen down the line. For, for now, they, as as I say, there's at least a purpose and a and a direction, and and what will be over the over the course of the next twelve months will be. But um, it just builds on that optimism at the end of last season, 
Um, I say I think you'll see a couple of. Well, we've already seen. Um, you know, Danny Ward signed up when when that was in some doubt. You know, there'll probably be more more of those to come, and I'm sure Warnock will be very clear in his mind about exactly what what type and and specifically what individuals um, he wants to go out and sign. So they I say they're already ahead of of quite a few of their rivals, and that's that's not to be uh, not to be sniffed at right now. After you know, when you think about how things were 12 months ago. You know, when Carlos Corbran left, they would have killed for that then. Sorry, Leah. I don't think they'll be... I don't really think that, 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 that sort of looking at it, they have to do do too much, really. I mean, one or two... No. One or two signings, signings here and there. They've obviously got Ward to, to sort of stay put for another couple of years. He's worked with Warnock um, at, at previous clubs. He's somebody that's, that he trusts. Um, you know, the back four um, looks looks pretty, pretty set in stone, doesn't it, with the... With, with Pearson, Tom Lees, Michael Hellick. I suppose the one thing might be if they do get some interest in in Lee Nichols. I mean, I mean he's obviously came back from his from his injury at the end of last season, but it, it obviously you know, before he got his, his injury and in the season they got in the playoff final, he was one of the outstanding keepers in the uh, in the division. So I think it'd be interesting to see if 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 anybody has a has a nibble at, uh, at Lee because he'd be the sort of player you'd imagine might be on one or two. Um, people's people's sort of trans, transfer list, but sort of looking at it with Huddersfield, it doesn't look like they have to do too much. Really, there'll be there'll be one or two signings here and there. One, I think it's it's not rocking science to deduce that the priority will be bringing in you know one, if not a couple of new striking options. They really struggled with with goals last season, but in terms of the rest of the team, it, it looks it looks pretty. You know, pretty set as well. You know, when you, you sort of sort of look at it, you got you know the, the midfielders with Rudoni and, and Jonathan Hogg and, and Kasumu. The back four options as well. Um, I don't think they have to do um, too much, to be honest. Yeah, I, I say for for a club that didn't really know or felt like it didn't really know where it was going a month ago, it now feels very stable indeed. You know, yeah, and if, yeah. I, of course they've it got they've got the bonus. You know, you rolled up, you you rolled out all those. Uh, you know, big defenders they've got. They've got the bonus, hopefully, of uh, Yuta Nakayama coming back as well, a, a yeah. quality defender, um, to, yeah. to give them extra options. So, yeah. about Sober Thomas as well. He, he's from and what Warnock was saying as well. He's he's Absolutely, and he's yeah. certainly the sort of player that, that you'd imagine who'd um, who'd be in his plans and he's tried to sign him before. So that could almost yeah. be like a new player, couldn't it? If he can relight his fire. Absolutely, yeah. So they, they they feel in a good place. They feel set up to have a fast start to the season, and mm. you know that that just makes such a difference to to any season. If you get off to the sort of start that Huddersfield did last year, you know it's it's really really difficult to not not to stay up, obviously, because Huddersfield did, but to not be in a relegation battle all season. You know, if they if they can get ahead of the game, hopefully that the the positivity can just can just snowball from there. Yeah. Have a bit of fun as well. I think that's the yeah, that's the important thing at, at, at Huddersfield. It was it was pretty pretty grim, wasn't it? Until until Warnock sort of we uh, worked his magic at, right at the end of that season. They've got some juicy games coming up. You know they they've got they'll have two derbies against Leeds United. There's there's uh, you know Sheffield Wednesday and you know you know all the other clubs Leicester, Middlesbrough and the teams that Warnock's managed. Um, Hopefully, a bit of fun can be on the on the agenda this season at, uh, at the John Smiths. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, pe- people lose sight of the fact that that's why we go to football on the weekend. Yeah. The idea is to have fun. So, uh, yeah, when you've got when you've got that sort of mood around the place, definitely ride it. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, next, we turn our attention to Sheffield Wednesday, where the news uh, about Darren Moore's departure came as a shock to many. Um, less than a month since guiding the Owls to the League One playoff final uh, victory. Uh, Darren Moore and his backroom staff have left the club, um, apparently by mutual consent, although rumours suggest that there was possibly an issue over the transfer policy. Um, Stuart, wh- what what's next for Darren Moore and indeed Sheffield Wednesday at this stage? Well, I mean, in terms of Sheffield Wednesday, it's, it's kind of the opposite of everything we've just been talking about with Huddersfield. You know, complete uncertainty and chaos. You know, you mentioned Darren Moore and his backroom staff, but David Downs, the head of recruitment, had also left. That's normally the sort of um, fallback at a club in terms of the stability. Well, at least if the manager changes, we've got a director of football or or whoever it is providing a level of, of stability. So, yeah, um, I mean, it was it, it really did come come as a bolt from from the blue. I think um, because of the the sort of lateness of it and and the way Dar- Darren Moore operated, you know, he he, he really liked to have a a quite tight and versatile squad, I think it's important they find somebody who is comfortable working with that because there's, you know, there's a limit to what you can do um, coming in at this stage. You know, obviously there's, there's still plenty of time to make transfers, but the process of, of recruitment is is quite a long one. You know, the home, homework's done, been done long in advance. The homework's been done at Sheffield Wednesday by David Downs and Darren Moore, but obviously it's, for players to meet their requirements, so I think they need to. Be, I think they need to be really careful about where they go next. Um, Dapon Chansiri, the chairman, said at Fans Forum on Tuesday night that there's no chance of Carl, Carlos Carvajal coming back. I mean, his name often gets mentioned when there's vacancies at Hillsborough. Is still a still a popular figure there, but it looks like that is a no goer. Um, so yeah, just just a real a real shock and a real jolt just when things did seem stable and did seem, you know, quite calm at, at a club that is, is often anything but. Bang goes this bombshell and, and and they're sort of back to square one. And I think there is I think there is quite a bit of work that needs to be done with that squad. I mean, we saw the way they 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 fell away and missed out on automatic promotion. And I think they're they're a squad that it has quite a high average age. I think that's something more would have more would have tried to um, address had he had he been uh, had he been in place uh, for the season to come. Um, so that you know, they, it's not it's not like Leon was saying with Huddersfield, where you can pretty much leave things as as they are. I think I think there is a is a bit of work that needs to be done. From Morph's perspective, I guess he you know he leaves with his stock high. As I said, they did. They did sort of make a mess of automatic promotion last season, but when you look at what they did achieve, you know, a, a just to get promotion wasn't was an achievement, albeit they made hard work of the final. To get ninety six points in the season, you know, the 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 work he did on them defensively, the way he developed them, I think he will be a man in demand. Um, it's a question of how how quickly he wants to get back in and how how choosy he's going to be about the jobs. Um, the jobs he takes, but it, it's just really sad more than anything. As I say, you know, you felt like after, you know, the the, the pantomime that that surrounds so many big clubs, finally seemed to be settling down. You know, they they 
they'd finally got back to the championship after you know two years of what probably felt like purgatory to to Owls fans who obviously didn't think they you know truly belonged in the third tier in terms of the stature of their club to see all that sort of thrown up in the air ahead of a really difficult championship season because it's going to be really competitive next next year it's just just really frustrating more than anything yeah yeah it just goes to prove never predict what's going to go on at um at sheffield wednesday there's anywhere in football a, Leon. <laughs> especially there especially there isn't especially it we've we, we both um we've both sort of realized that over the years yeah it is i agree with what stuart said it from a, from a personal level given what he's what he's achieved and, and the journey that that darren moore's had they obviously came in the there was all sorts of stuff going on. They obviously um, relinquished the championship status. There was it was a real mess behind the scenes. And you know, given how much he's worked, not just on the pitch to to sort of drag Sheff- Sheffield Wednesday back to the to the championship, and obviously they had the the bitter disappointment the first season in the in the playoffs against Sunderland, and you know, building a club again, and his you know the story of last season, you know. We, incredible story I don't think we'll ever see a playoff campaign like that again you know to drag them back into the championship given everything that he's had to contend with and then to um, obviously to go before uh, before the step out in the new season is uh, yeah I think it's 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 sad from from that perspective you know he'd he'd dragged, dragged the club back onto its Onto its feet and done a, a hell of a lot of um, obviously there's a big turnover of players, but a hell of a lot of work behind the scenes as well in in rebooting the club. And um, you know, such is the football world that you know, obviously Darren's going to be elsewhere looking for looking for, for new employers. I mean, obviously not too much has been given out about the about the details of the departure, and it's said to be. Um, fairly amicable, but I'd be stunned if it wasn't anything to do with um, to do with you know recruitment and the way forward. And you know, Stewart's um, touched on it there, and he's you know he's right to say that it's a squad that does it does still need a it, it needs a, a bit of an, an overhaul if they're going to make an, an impact at um, Championship level. I mean, it's fair to say that last uh, last summer they you know they, they sort of had a bit of a I suppose a bit of a jam today approach, isn't it? Just and, and it's understandable. You know, it was a season when Sheffield Wednesday had to get out of of League One, however it happened, and and they did by the by the skin of the teeth. You know, they brought in players who've who've had an impact at that level with with promotions on the backs. You know, the likes of Will, you know, Will Vaux and um, the, the, the other two lads from from Rotherham, Michael Smith and you know Michael Kelly. Not to say they won't make. Um, an impact at championship level, but you know, you look at the squad. It, uh, uh, you know, they've got it's it's a uh, it's a fairly senior senior squad. It looks like it needs new options in terms of of energy and uh, and youthfulness, and you know, also I think in terms of players who can who consistently operated and had an impact at the, the sh- at the sharp end of the, of the championship. And you know, Chancery and his and his fans forum, you know. Talking a lot about a lot of things, and you know, ever, ever ambitious, he's talking about pushing for the um, for the playoffs and, and you know, being sort of a, a minimum requirement. And you know, 
everyone loves loves an optimist, but I, I would suggest that they, they certainly need um, a few more championship ready players to um, you know to, to do that for me. I mean, about the, obviously Barry Bannon is from the side who got in the the playoff final um, in you know twenty fifteen sixteen. And he's a he's a class still a class out Barry, but there's not too many others who, who operated right at that at that top level. So yeah, I mean obviously first of all they have to bring in a bring in a manager and he's gonna have to, you know, you know, have too much time to, to get his philosophy over before they're they're right at it at the start of at the start of August for, for a championship season. And obviously a short turnaround as well from being the playoff winners. Um you know that's going to cut down the the sort of you know the time and the planning by a few weeks. Factoring they're having to bring a, as Stuart said, not just a new manager, but I think it's a, a new whole backroom staff. So they have got um, so much work to do at Sheffield Wednesday. Yeah, and you know I think I think that that short term approach that Leon talks about was exactly the right way to go. I mean, it was yeah. justified by winning promotion. And you know, had they had they been able to just to just build on it and 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 you know make those changes that leon said from a from a solid base you would have you would have fancied the chances but it you know yeah. it would seem yeah. that it would seem that darren moore's come to the decision that i'm not going to get the opportunity to make the changes i i, I want you know because of the, the budgets available or or whatever else that would that would seem to be the way things go so they have to be they have to be very particular about how who they get because as leon says they do need they do need championship experience. They also need, I, I think, feel a bit of youthfulness and, and vitality yeah. because, you know, some of the young players they did bring in uh, in the last couple of years, you know, people like uh, Della Bashira and Adeniran haven't really come off. And, you you know, you, you wouldn't be at all surprised if they if they both left in the, in the summer. So they need, they need a manager who both understands the championship and is good at working with younger players. And, of course, last week they had one. Um, so, so now they need to. I think they need to think really, really carefully about who they got. I mean, you know, we've seen, we've seen other managers, you know, come in fresh to the championship uh, from abroad and 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 make a make a big impact. You know, Carl Hal being one being one of them, and uh, you know, plenty plenty more besides. So it's not absolutely essential that they've worked there before, but I think they need to. I think they need to have an understanding of it because, as Leon says, the expectations that the chairman is raising, this this is not supposed to be a treading water season. This is supposed to be a kicking on season. And I agree. I agree totally with Leon that that is probably unrealistic. But if that's the bar the chairman's setting, then you've you've kind of got to respond to that, and you've got to you've got to you know come up with an appointment that reflects that. And and he himself has to come up with investment that that reflects that and it's going to be it's going to be a very yeah. interesting period because you know all the things that Darren Moore did rebuilt sort of rebuilt those bonds with the supporters and sheltered Chancery who let's be honest had had a pretty tough time of it you know deservedly so after the last couple of years where you know his financial decisions had led to the punishment that led to relegation and all the chopping and changing and he's right back in the firing line now you know so mm-hmm. um yeah, it feels like obviously there was so much positivity around the club at Hillsborough after the playoffs uh, semi-final second leg and such a big crowd and a engaged crowd at Wembley. You know, it feels like that good work's just been swept away in the in the in the course of a couple of days, really. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just sort of you, you sort of briefly go back to January as, as well, Stuart. It's clear, mm. you know, clear to see that that didn't go in terms of the recruitment. How how more would have would have wanted? They they sort of seemed to stand still a little bit there, didn't they? And um, you know, thankfully for for Wednesday's sake, they, they obviously had the had the worrying lull in 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 the spring, but they managed to. Managed to get over the line, but I'm, I'm sure if, you know, if, they, if they just man, just missed out again, there'd have been a lot more talk about um, January as well. So, yeah, you just wonder where you know we're not going to get to know, but you know, behind the scenes, you just wonder if there's been some sort of ructions regarding budgets and targets and, and bringing players in. And um, you know, interesting thing as well, he chance series, you know, he's opening his declarations, and you know, Sheffield Wednesday are, you know, we all know that. They're a very big club, but they comp- you know, for the think for the caliber of players that, that that they'll need to hopefully make an impact at the sharp end of the championship. There's going to be some other big clubs who are going to be in the market for those sort of players. It won't just be a case of exactly yeah. you know when they when they're competing against you know with all due respect to to get some of the you know the, the players in. Um, last summer it would have been more straightforward, wouldn't it? Sheffield Wednesday had, 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 had spoken for its. Um, for, for itself, but in terms of the players that they'll they'll need to make a, an impact, there's going to be some other big hitters in there as well. You think? Yeah, yeah, and I think I think Chen is lucky as well because um, I mean, if you look at the statements both sides put out, it did genuinely look amicable. But you don't have to think too far back to managers who operated in both clubs in that city to think there's there's quite a few yeah. quite political yeah. managers. Who would have who would have had their say in January and February? Never mind at the end of the season. Really put the boot in and really yeah, put pressure yeah. on on Chancery. But but more to his credit, and and not at all surprisingly, you know, having dealt with the man, has left with real grace and and dignity, yeah. and and that at least um, is something to be grateful for, and that does make life a little bit easier because you know someone else could could really have have put the boot in and made like made life a lot more difficult for the club, not only. Uh, in terms of, you know, just the general mood about it, but in terms of re- appointing his replacement. Mm-hmm. Um, just, to, just a quick one I hear, because Stuart's totally right. I, I think the one thing you can safely say is that, you know, Darren Moore, he'll, he'll, he'll come back somewhere in, in, in management and he, and he shall get a, a decent a decent job, all things being equal. I think his, you know, his first return to Hillsborough, the Wednesdayites know, know the football. I'm sure he'll get a stand innovation when, when he comes back one day. YorkshirePost.co.uk Many thanks to Stuart Rayner and Leon Wobshall, who will doubtless join us again soon for more discussions on the Yorkshire football scene. But don't forget, you can keep up to date with all the football news across Yorkshire and beyond by logging on to our website at yp.sport at nationalworld.com, or if you search for Yorkshire Post Sport, Yorkshire Post Football, or even Sheffield Sport on Facebook, you can find us there as well. If you have any questions for our writers, you can get in touch using those various Twitter or Facebook pages, or email us directly with the subject matter as footballtalkpodcast at yp.sport at nationalworld.com. As ever, many thanks for listening, look after yourselves, and bye for now.